This week, we're discussing Xbox's streaming stick and the Game Awards. This is the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who I accidentally ratioed to hell. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? Uh, virtually dead. Yeah, I wish there was my, like my... nice fire sounds behind you right now. Yeah, there can be. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> uh... How you doing, buddy? Worse than last week. <laughs> Worse than last week? No, I'm just kidding. I Did... forgot I was actually like on my deathbed last week. I can talk. I was going to say. I can laugh and I can cry. I can't believe it's, it's I, I can't believe that was last week. It feels like it was so long ago. You're telling me, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, so I'm happy you're feeling better. I didn't even. <laughs> This is this is very real because I didn't even ask you how you were feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God for modern medicine. Yeah, penicillin. Um, am I right? Sure. It's the only reason Edgar Allan Poe's dead is because he was too late to the game. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because he took penicillin and we're going to get into a whole conspiracy <laughs> theory. Yeah, uh, I was a- Edgar Allan Poe did 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ravens melt steel. Ravens aren't real. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I'm happy you're feeling better. I'm happy you're able to talk and we're able to laugh without you, without you going into a, a coughing fit. Um, uh-huh. Tell me, tell me about the, did you, did you manage to play any more games or did, did evil Mike, did evil Mike get to you again? Evil Mike got to me a little bit. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did play cyberpunk. Nice. Um, and still just really, really, really enjoying Cyberpunk. Um, I ha- I got a couple games lined up to play, and then just I didn't have enough time um, really to get to them. Um, I'm hoping, with any luck, my work schedule's been, been crazy the past couple of months. Um, we've had a lot of people leave, so I'm covering like two or three positions. Mm-hmm. So like... By the time I'm done with my work day, I just don't want to be on anything resembling a computer anymore. Right. Understandable. And it's like starting to kind of, of course, now I say this and, you know, I'll get screwed by another big project, but it's like starting to settle down. So like at the end of my, my day, I'm like, okay, I actually kind of feel like doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to play some more. Um, so my, my lineup right now in the short term is... So I'm gonna keep playing Cyberpunk. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just gonna probably go through and 100% the game. Um, I want to do that before the new paid DLC comes out, which I will buy. Yes, definitely. Um, probably right away. And um, I pre-installed Pentiment. Okay. Which is which is now actually installed because that has come out by the time. Well, it's out right now as as of recording, <laughs> um, which is really interesting. Um, when that I saw when that game like was first announced, there was nothing about it like that made me want to play it. Not saying it looked like a bad game; it just did not look for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still really doesn't. But I mean, I can't argue with a ten out of ten review, and like. It's on Game Pass. So. I was yeah, I was gonna say anytime a game is on Game Pass and is getting reviews this good, it's like it's it's a no brainer to at least try it. And it seems like it's going to be a pretty chill game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's just kind of like a like a, a choose your conversation adventure sort of game. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that you know, I was watching another preview after all, all the reviews came out, and I was like, oh, maybe Justine will like this game, and we can kind of like. I don't. I mean, it's. I don't think it's multiplayer, but you know, we can still enjoy it together and switch off or whatever. But I'm hoping that's something that she'd be interested in because I think it's kind of like a murder mystery kind of deal uh-huh. that she enjoys. Um, have you played? Oh, have you played Scorn? I have not. Okay, because that's that's on Game Pass, right? It could be. I would tell you, but the uh, Game Pass app on my phone still doesn't work. Look, yeah, it's on Game Pass. Um, that's also kind of like a puzzly type game. Uh, it's like it says it's survival horror, but it doesn't actually like like when I think survival horror, I'm thinking like Outlast. Mm-hmm. And it's like not on that level at all. Like it, it like reminds me of. Um, trying to think of like a good comparison. Like it almost seems like I don't know if Doom would be considered a horror game, because like Doom just has like a lot of gross and like visceral mm-hmm. stuff like all around, and it kind of like, kind of reminds me of like that, not actual like ah. But I'm sure there's probably like jump scares and stuff. So, uh, looks pretty scary. But yeah, that's that's on Game Pass. And when that first came out, there was like some confusion about like what type of game it actually was because people thought it was a first person shooter, despite when it was getting like re- uh, um, just like release stuff. And and uh, I can't think of the words I'm trying to say, but uh. Basically, they were very clear that, like, this is not a first-person shooter. Like, you have tools, and, like, you are in first-person, but, like, that's not a gun. You're not, like, killing things. You're, like, moving around and, like, figuring out the environment and stuff like that. Okay. But it seems interesting, and um, it, when it first came out, was definitely doing its rounds on the on the interwebs a, a good bit, and it's it seemed, like I said, fairly interesting, so maybe another game for you to check out don't know don't know if justine would be as into that probably not you get you get your like you get your like dick sucked by a machine yeah i would say probably not (laughs) doesn't sound like it's for and you're like constantly putting your arms in like various things and getting like caught and like uh and then getting like you pull it out and you have like a assassin's creed hidden blade and shit like that so (laughs) it all sounds like sticking your fist in a jar man yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was a total aside. Uh, anything else that you've been playing or anything else that's like on your horizon? Speaking of horizon, that was a great segue because Thank you. Thank you. I went in and updated Forza Horizon because I realized that I've not played that game in a lifetime. And I miss that game. That game's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to try to play some more Forza Feels like a very like also like just like a chill game. Like every time you've said Madden these past however many months at this point, uh-huh. you should have been saying Forza. I think we can all agree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the same. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same brain power. It's like the same. It's the same. You're getting the same thing out of it. It's very chill. You're kind of doing like nothing. You don't have to like think too much, but like it relaxes you and you're still playing a game kind of thing. I just don't understand why I keep playing Madden. I mean, other than the fact that it's just it's just a time kill. Right. You're just a sucker for it. You know, you can't stop yourself. You're you're trying. You're constantly you're like me. Right. We're, we're both fans of tough franchises. Um, it's not easy being fans of the of the teams that we're fans of. And so you love to like create the alternate reality where maybe you could be happy and your team could do yeah. well. <laughs> Honestly, that is that, that's probably it. It I is. Mean, this is 100 percent. This is the worst the Raiders have been. I wish I could say in my lifetime, but I would say it's probably the worst that it's been since I've like really started following the Raiders again. Mm-hmm. So in the in the past eight years. And I love football. I mean, it is just like I love this time of year. I I, I actually feel like pretty well rested because Sundays I just I try to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately this year. Almost every Sunday. I've only had like one or two Sundays where I could just like sit down and watch football. Every other Sunday's been booked. So like and all of the like Monday night, Thursday night games have been dog shit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to get my full of football, I just have to go and drop a hundred burger on a team that is all made up characters because I'm in the year like twenty forty five. Your linebacker's name is like Wolverine blitzkrieg or something crazy it's just like yeah, yeah that's like, that's a name I, they came up with <laughs> all of my last all of my linemen's last names are sample <laughs> oh my god yeah that's that's definitely a, that's that's why i play madden i can wholeheartedly say that i remember the year that andrew luck retired uh he was like still in the game so i still like i i still signed him back onto the Colts and was just like, I'm just going to go the alternate reality where he doesn't retire. And the team is controlled by like a, a God who, who pulls all the strings. And so naturally, mm-hmm. you know, Madden's a very easy game when you like figure it out. And I think that's why right. I just like fall out of it so quickly now. Um, but yeah, so then you're going like, 15 and one because at the time there was only 16 games i know i know some young people don't remember that but um but yeah i'd go like 15 and one win the super bowl or make it to the super bowl maybe i lose because i'm dicking around uh and so it's just like yeah if if andrew luck wouldn't have retired (laughs) and i feel i feel good about myself and that's all that matters that's definitely why i play madden it's totally different from playing uh nba or mlb for me Yeah, that's fair. I just I just need to uninstall it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. But it's kept me from playing this year's Madden. I have not I have not once played this year's Madden. That's good. Until it's on Game Pass. And then you're gonna yeah, be I'll like play. Yeah, and then you're gonna be like, Well, I gotta download it and just kinda see if it's better. And then and then I'll I'll call you and you'll be like in the fetal position rocking in a corner. Yeah, I mean, like I gotta play, gotta play more Madden. <laughs> I know, I know One how you work. Days, I'll give it up. Yeah, I gotta get off MLB. So, 
listen. That all you played this week? I'm with you. No, it is not all I played this week. I I naturally had a week where I played a ton of different games. Um, but I did still manage to play some MLB. Don't you worry. I, this past weekend, I did like a special stream for uh, getting my 100th Platinum, which I did in Stray. And I had to speed run the game. I had to do it in under two hours. And so I had a timer up and everything. And the timer when when the game ended was at like two hours and four minutes and something seconds. And so I was like, great, we're going to have to like load it back up. But the trophy popped, said that I did it. And like, so cutscenes count, like count towards the time. Like that doesn't stop the timer or anything. But everything we were seeing online was saying that like you can reasonably do it in an hour and a half, hour 40. So you have like a good buffer. So we like quit out to the main menu. Black screens do pause the timer. So there were some of those, but like it wasn't an, they, they were so fast that it felt like we, there was no point in pausing. So we knew that we had like some leeway. Um, but we went back to the main menu and you can see what your time is. And it was an hour and 56 or something like that. Like we had four minutes to spare. Uh, and then we, we just had a little bit more cleanup to do. And so Shelby was helping me with, there's like a section where you have to like run the entire way. Uh, through this like corridor without being touched by these like little zork things um and shelby was like getting really good at like one part of it and then like i felt confident in like the second half of it so at one point she like got through the first half paused handed me the controller i took it and finished it out it was crazy and like because the things are like jumping and they're so unpredictable and so it's like there's some luck definitely involved. And it, and it, we ended up getting it after probably an hour to an hour and a half of just trying to do that, which was nuts. Um, but that was a ton of fun. Stray was such a good game. We're going to talk about it again here relatively soon. Um, but that was a blast. So played Stray, got my 100th Platinum, immediately loaded up Mafia Definitive Edition, which I said that I was going to try with a week before it was off of PlayStation Plus to... Uh, I think I said this, but anyway, if I didn't, I wanted to try and play through Mafia because I really enjoy the Mafia games. Um, Mafia was great. Um, a lot of fun. Definitely felt like an improvement over... Uh, felt like more of an improvement than like what Mafia 2 felt like in a way. So it was kind of interesting. Um, but I also finished that, platinumed it. Uh, and this was still also on stream. So I got my 101st platinum as well during the, during the special. And then I loaded up Ghost of Tsushima because I've been waiting on that. And I, uh, took a screen. I took a, I went into photo mode. That was all I had to do. Went into photo mode, trophy popped, got the platinum in that. And then I loaded up Ghost of Tsushima, uh, PS5 version, which I said I wasn't going to do. I said that I was going to play through the game and hold myself accountable, uh, before popping the platinum, but for shigs i thought it would be funny to get four platinums in like four hours and that's that's what i did uh i also then finished up dragon quest builders and got the platinum in that because i've been waiting on that and that might be just about everything that i played oh and i played more god of war uh which that game is holy shit i like i'm kicking myself because i waited so long because i i all i want is 
to like get through this and like start playing Ragnarok now because the game is is, is so like uh, it's just so well done, dude. I'm so mad I missed your stream on Saturday. It was it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, we had like little like things set up for, uh, like if if you like donated so many bits, I had to put the controller down. So that like added. Uh, oh God. Yeah, that added like an element of it. So like, uh, if you if you donated a hundred bits, Shelby played for a hundred seconds. Yeah, uh, if you donated. 250 i just put the i just put the controller flat out down for 100 seconds and if you donated 500 it was a shot and the controller down for 100 seconds um and so that happened a couple of times uh but yeah it it was a blast It, it was so much fun and it was like it was so intense at the end because like i had said prior that like oh if we clearly know that we're not gonna make it i'll just start a new run and like it's no big deal but like when you're so close to the end you're just like no i should just see it through because who knows maybe my timer's off and that's kind of what ended up happening and yeah it it was we were we were both so nervous at the end we were like oh it's like come on come on and yeah it like finally popped such a literally such a good game like it's crazy you can beat it in two hours but like if you're taking your time and everything, it, it's just like, it's just so good. So not to get too far into the weeds with this, but I wonder, so that's a, that's a trophy that you need to get is to beat it in two hours. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if that's also in the PS4 version. It is. Yes. So that's interesting to me. Why? Because I would imagine that the PS4 version runs significantly slower. Um, yeah, but again, like any loading screens don't count towards your time, which again, on the PS5, they felt like they were non-existent, but they would still like pop up from time to time. Oh, it would just be like, cut. okay. But like cut, cut but, scenes, but cut scenes, cut scenes would still operate at like the same speed. The same, yeah. And, and okay. those, those do count towards your time. But again, like if you leave a cutscene and it would be a black screen again, there might've been like a split second on the PS5, but it felt non-existent. PS4, it might be there. I don't know because I haven't played the PS4 version. But yeah, uh, I think the I think the record was like an hour and twenty minutes on PS5, um, or like just under that. And so I was not even close to that. But it was great. It was a lot of fun. Good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you're enjoying uh, God of War, and I really need to set my PS4 up and play games again. <laughs> Yes, uh, you should, um, if you haven't already, because Chris has a PS5, right? Yeah. Because yeah, we had him on. Um, if you haven't yet with like him, if you want, I can sign you in on my PS5 and just, and and redeem all the PS Plus collection for you. Okay. And then you'll be able to download those onto your PS4. Um. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. Because they're all PS4 games. Oh. Yeah. Which is pretty. Uh, which is pretty neat. Um, but you have to sign in onto a PS5 and redeem them on there. Gotcha. To have act to have them like in your library, and then you can obviously download them on either console. Um, but yeah, dude. Go, see, like, go ahead. What games that are on there that I don't already have? Honestly, it probably won't be too many. But like God of War's on there. I. I, I want to say Ghost of Tsushima is on there. 
That'd uh, be nice. Days Gone, which you have, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Persona 5 was on there, but I think it actually got removed. I don't know. I'd have to look. It's I can't think um, off the top of my head. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, it did get removed. I don't see Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay, so maybe that was just a part of like the extra and premium tiers. Yeah. Detroit Become Human. I have that game too, and I really wanted to play it. So it sounds like you have all these games that they recommend you play. And you I have all the games that I would play. <laughs> and they and you just haven't gotten through them yet. Yeah. Get it together, Michael. Dude, God of oh. War is nuts. Like it it's such a classic like Sony like narrative game that like it's so good. But like have had had you played the like old God of Wars? Yeah. Not all of them, but I I I be a handful of them. Okay. So this one, like, so if I'm remembering correctly, three was like a definitive improvement over like one and two. Now, granted, I played one and two Correct. on my Vita, but they're like two and a half D. Like you're like kind of walking like side scroller for parts, but then like there is actual depth and then the camera will turn and you kind of have like more like 3D movement throughout a room and stuff like that. Um, but three was like all like movement that like felt just more natural and like just just better overall so like then this god of war is obviously like an improvement off of that and it just plays so smooth compared to like the old ones which isn't again a surprise or anything but yeah the narrative's so good and then within like minor spoiler but not really within like the first 20 minutes of playing the game i don't know that's probably an understatement but definitely within like an hour or so you're doing like a, a a mini boss fight essentially and the fight is literally like choreographed like i compared it to like a captain america movie where like the just like the punches and everything are so well done and it's like cutscenes in the middle of the battle type deal where it's like you do like a portion of the health you get like a mini cutscene where you're just beating the shit out of each other and then it's like you have control again and it's like okay now it's like the second phase of the fight you know kind of deal it's just so well done it felt so good it does like the classic like uncharted thing where it's like i i want to do combat so you do combat and then you're like okay but now i have a section of like puzzles and i don't have to worry about combat as much and then you do some puzzles and you like figure out where you need to go and then you have more combat and it's like it's done very like well it's not just like fight after fight after fight after fight after fight like you get these like mini breaks that are so nice it's it's so well done and then like i've only heard amazing things about ragnarok um so it has me very jazzed to get around to that yeah i'm excited to see like i mean obviously the the feedback for Ragnarok has been has been good so far. I it looks incredible. I've watched a couple of videos now. And it's one of those games where it's like, okay, like we're starting to get to the point where like I want to play these games. <laughs> but I still think I'm I'm going to have to wait. Yeah, definitely understandable. 
maybe uh maybe next year around the holidays playstation will do a nice little bundle of the ps5 and the psvr for two thousand dollars which is which is more than if you bought them separate but but it's a bundle but they're doing you a favor yeah (laughs) yeah um all right let's get into to some of the stuff we want to talk about this week pretty pretty short list of things first let's talk about uh microsoft and their codename keystone uh streaming console um so it was reported by the verge i don't do you want to do you want to take this yeah sure so there was an interview with phil spencer about various different things um you know i talked about obviously the activision deal phil spencer basically doubled down on doubled down on Call of Duty not leaving PlayStation ever. I'm guessing that was just something to kind of move the talks forward and and Xbox is basically like it really doesn't matter at this point. We're mm-hmm. going to make money either way. They talked about that. And then they brought up uh, Keystone, which is like you said, the streaming stick in air quotes for Xbox. And Spencer admitted that the thing that was on his shelf was actually the the current prototype of of this this console and he said the reason that it's been delayed so often is because they're really aiming for the $100 price mark mm-hmm. and i think that includes a controller and the stick yeah i was going to say i i real quick to interject i did just see um someone who talks about Xbox news a lot. Um, I don't remember who it was, but they said that the current uh, expectation or something was like, uh, it was basically going to be like 129 with a controller. Um, but yeah, but, but, oh yeah, it says, it says in the article, uh, Microsoft wanted to aim for around 129. Um, but then, yeah, it seems like they really would like to get closer to the one hundred dollar. Honestly, one twenty nine with a controller, I I would do that. I think I'd pay that. I think that's fine. As you know, again, you have to have like good internet and stuff like that. But I don't really feel that much of a difference between one hundred and one thirty. But obviously, right. that's that's me. Um, and you still get another controller. I mean, like right. So that's you know the the, the standard. Like I'm assuming you come with like the white controller that comes with the series s you know that's often on sale for less than 40 bucks mm-hmm. um but you know it's msrp at 60 like that's not bad like if i if i needed another controller i would just be like okay well mm-hmm. i'll just buy that and then i'll have the controller i'll have the streaming stick to use like if i need it uh so so yeah so they basically felt like with where they're at they're kind of encroaching on series s territory with price mm-hmm um, I think they said, I think in the interview, he said that like the current prototype that they're using would have cost around $300. Okay. Which is, which is nuts to me. And there's probably a reason I don't work in video game, hardware, <laughs> but I've worked with computers my entire life. I used to kind of work in computer hardware they 
I don't I don't understand what hardware is going into it. They feel like it needs to be that expensive. Right. Because it basically needs to be a mobile chip, which you can buy for pennies on the dollar. And then like the casing, which is very small. I, I don't I don't know how it got up to three hundred dollars unless they were like building some sort of other native efficiency where they can I, I don't know. Where where the games run like a hybrid of locally and and streaming. I don't think that would make sense. I think that would probably drive people's internets insane, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know how they got to three hundred dollars. Um I really don't know. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Like there, like you said, there's a reason we're not the ones actually making this stuff. So like, you know, we don't actually know, right? But like, again, to like play the whole like from a from an outside surface level perspective, hundred dollars seems like it would be like relative relatively uh, achievable. Maybe maybe not with a controller necessarily, mm-hmm. but like I'm I'm just thinking of like how other sticks, you know, for streaming, like what like they roughly cost, and like you would imagine that for the most part, like it's going to be built relatively similar. Uh, obviously, like there's some differences in terms of like what's actually going on when you um, are actually using it, but you know, right? Like, yeah. So, so. Uh... I kind of have a weird thought process about this. I'm leaning more towards this is going to get scrapped. Entirely? Entirely. Interesting. And yeah, here's here's kind of my thought process. So Phil Spencer said basically like they had a couple of these built for internal testing. And, you know, you, you, you take it home, you plug it into your TV and you set it up. And he said the interface looks just like a regular Xbox. Uh huh. So it's not the regular like streaming, like boxy, like basically just a list of games platform. It looks like an Xbox. So, you know, I think the thought is with this is, you know, you have it on your TV and you have an Xbox controller, you press the Xbox controller, turns your TV on, goes to the right input, and you're ready to play. But you know, let's let's look at um, Google's streaming stick. Um, there, I'm going to specifically talk about their 4K version. They have like a 1080, I can't remember if it's 1080 or 1440 mm-hmm. version out, but it's just for HD TVs. It's not 4K. Um, it's I think sixty dollars, and it basically runs on Android, which the I. I would have to imagine the Xbox, the, the Keystone, would also run on Android. And so it's, it's $60. I feel like most people who are going to get this streaming stick probably already have a controller. So I wonder if Xbox is now looking at this and saying, okay, we can't really get it down to $100 with a controller. Mm-hmm. So maybe we just focus on shipping the app like they did with Samsung. Right. Um, if you have a Samsung smart TV, a newer one, at least you can download an Xbox app. Obviously all TVs have Bluetooth now and streaming sticks do as well. Like I can connect my Xbox controller 
to my Google TV streaming stick. So I just I just don't know like are they are they contemplating is is the juice worth the squeeze here or do they just work on getting a really good app that mm -hmm. works with all of the existing streaming sticks and pushing it that way and not worrying about hardware. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Cuz I mean then, you know, to your point like you're you're still just going to take the cost of whatever stick which a lot of people at this rate probably have one um mm -hmm. i feel like they're extremely popular or you know they have a smart tv uh that that allows you to like download apps and whatnot um so they have like a streaming stick effectively built into the the tv um so yeah being able to have like a, a downloadable app so then the only thing that you need to buy on your end if you don't already have it is a controller mm-hmm um, so there's like different ways to like kind of like look at it, yeah. Um, but so you think they're still gonna go? That you think that they're still going to have the option to basically get into the ecosystem solely through streaming at a vel uh, at a relatively low cost? You're just not sure about like the actual stick that they were thinking of shipping. Yeah, no, I I think they're going to move forward with getting the Game Pass app everywhere. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't think they're going to go through with actually creating a dedicated box for it. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like we're also, and just to kind of add another facet to this, I think we're going to get to a point where the Series S is going to get permanently discounted to 250 So, um, sorry, Siri decided to pick up on my laptop and now my ears are bleeding <laughs> i was gonna say you cut out there for a, a split second but i believe what you said was you think xbox series s is going to get the permanent discount to 250 yeah 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 i mean it's on sale like every month now for mm -hmm. 250 um so again that makes that that margin even closer between that and a streaming stick and i still think at this point people would rather have a native console didn't have to worry about streaming. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I would like to see Microsoft create like a 5G handheld device that is only streaming. Mm -hmm. I'd rather than focus their attention on that. I'm not saying I'm not disappointed because I do have like in my garage, I have a TV that if the streaming stick came out, that's where I was going to put it. Because, I mean, my garage is still a garage. It's dirty. Um, it's cold right now. I live in New York. So I don't want to put, like, a Series S out there because it just wouldn't be a good environment for it. Right. So we'll see. I, I, I honestly, I hope they do come out with it. I just don't think they will. I think this con this conversation that they had with Phil Spencer was basically, like... You know, we really wanted to do this, but it can only be this this price. And yeah, he he made it seem like there's definitely a lot of like work to be done yet. Yeah. So, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see when we actually get some sort of like definitive um, answer to it all. I will say the one thing that would be nice 
if they could work on this is stealing something from Stadia where they make a controller that connects to Wi-Fi instead of Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. So then it's just easier to connect. Like, I, I hate Bluetooth. I've never been a fan of Bluetooth. I think it is. I mean, it's gotten better, obviously, but like, it's just such a headache. And that was the one thing I really, really liked about Stadia is that the controller, like, just connected to Wi-Fi. And you had to like put in like a button code to connect to like a certain tenant. So like when you when you logged on to Stadia on your laptop or whatever, it would say like press these buttons to like log your controller with this tenant. Mm-hmm. I wish they would make a, a controller like that. I'd rather them fo- focus their uh, shift their focus to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, we say it all the time. Like, I I trust them to like put together like the best product, and like them not rushing this, I think says a lot. And them not just like they they have like an idea in mind. Um, so I don't think them like creating something like that is anywhere out of the question if they think. Uh, how'd you put it? The juice is worth the squeeze. Mm-hmm. If you know, so, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they end up. But again, appreciate the brutal honesty from Phil Spencer. Right, like he doesn't he doesn't beat around the bush. He is constantly taking up these interviews and everything like that, and and really pushing you know the the narrative that they want along. So very, very good to see. Um, all right. Should we talk about the game awards? Let's talk about the game awards. All righty. The game awards. Uh, we're not going to go through every single, um, category. Uh, I'm sure we'll go through the, like, and like announce the winners and everything after um, the actual event, which is on December 8th. So just under a month away. Uh, but we are going to quickly just lay out the game of the year because that's obviously the the biggest uh, award that, that you can win. Um, and then kind of highlight some of the other stories that are rotating around the game awards and and some hot takes from people um uh, from around the internet so let's get into it game of the year um all right we've got a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray and xenoblade chronicles 3 um Thoughts, first thoughts when you see this list. Good showing for PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, good showing for PlayStation. That's not necessarily uh, a surprise. They normally, I feel like, have one of their, just because they make these like movie style games, they mm-hmm. like always kind of are given a shot, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, good showing for PlayStation with with uh Stray Stray released on PC, right? Like it was just a console exclusive. I believe so. On PlayStation. So but two large first party games with Ragnarok and Horizon. Um, mm. I'm surprised by a plague tale. I that was yeah, I was also surprised by that. I I mean, I've seen the previews. I mean, that, that game has been like heavily demoed in the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked it looked good. Um, I, I think the the first Plague Tale game was was relatively well received. Um, it, but it definitely never made its way onto my short list. And now I'm seeing this and I'm like, OK, everything keeps slapping me in the face saying this is such a good game. <laughs> So maybe I need to try it. Right. But I, I, I don't feel like out of everything I heard, I would have ever expected it to be in a game of the year conversation. Right. Um, but that being said, it's kind of hard to like take any other game seriously when you know it's going to be Elden Ring. Yeah, right. Like that's at least what I'm gonna assume uh i i mean it's great i'm glad that they didn't just like make it a foregone conclusion like these games obviously deserve their recognition right but i mean come on um here's what i'm surprised about i'm surprised i was surprised by both I was surprised by two games. Um, I'm happy Xenoblade's in there um, because I think that was overlooked, but I did see a lot of good stuff from that. And so, like, I feel like so often just because of the console wars and everything like that, Nintendo just gets shoved to the side so often. Um, so I'm really happy that they're represented in this list um, because a lot of people, uh, like Gene Park, for, I feel like, a month or two, could not shut up about Xenoblade. Um, and I, I saw some other people online just saying how like truly good that game is. Um, and I think a lot of people expected it to not get really any recognition. So I'm really happy that it's in there. I'm surprised. I'm surprised by three things, actually. I'm surprised Stray actually made it into the game of the year. You know, I think a lot of people did say that it kind of deserved to get that praise and i certainly am in agreement with that but i also just felt like it was a game that would maybe get shoved to the side and and not be considered serious enough to to have game of the year um but it truly is like a beautiful game and 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 like the story is so amazing and so i'm really happy with that um but then a plague tale and horizon forbidden west are like two that surprise me to an extent horizon really good i love it a lot but um i'm surprised it didn't kind of get pushed aside because of the fact that elden ring came out a week after it and so it fell out of the you know uh social cycle of people like talking about it just like the first one did uh what came out then what was the what was the game of the year that year but it also the year the first horizon yeah was it bloodborne 
was it Bloodborne? It might have been. The same time. It might have been, yeah. But so regardless, like basically a, a game came out a week after Horizon again and overshadowed it. Um, and a lot of people like had jokes about that. And uh, the timing is pretty impeccable. And then also you have God of War, uh, which is, I'm going to assume, I haven't played it, so, but based on like reviews and everything, um, and like from playing Forbidden West, it just seems like God of War is kind of like the better technical spectacle. Um, so it would have been kind of nice to not have two Sony games in here. Um, mm. I don't think I don't think I've seen Cult of the Lamb anywhere in here. Yeah, that that's shocking. And I've, I've that's I was, a lot of people's vote. Right. I was trying to go through like a bunch of uh, like a bunch of these different categories quick to try and find it. And I, I would think it would be under best debut indie. Maybe not. Maybe debut is like the actual team. Um, which I don't know who did uh, Cult of the Lamb, but it's nowhere. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that Pokemon didn't maybe get a nod for Game of the Year. Legends came out this year, and I think people also kind of just forgot that. Now, it is nominated for best role-playing game um but those are two games that i'm kind of surprised don't have recognition and cult of the lamb you know i still see a lot of stuff about how great that game is um it is under best indie my apologies so it's under best indie not best debut indie um but that's like the only place it is and so like and in in some ways i would say cult of the lamb seems to have a larger impact on like again, like gaming culture and like what people are talking about than Stray did. And I could be wrong by that, but Stray is also in best indie, but Stray isn't game of the year. So this goes into the whole thing. I think we talked about last year where it's like, if a game is in game of the year and then is in another section for best of a genre, it's hard to imagine it not winning that title, even though it has some like for best indie real quick, just to like list it out. You have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. And all of those games, like, were talked about to death, it felt like, with how, like, you know, great they were. So it's like, that's tough competition, but it's like, again, Stray's in the Game of the Year discussion, so how does it not win this category? I don't know. Um, I, I'm interested in in that. Like, I'm interested by... two. You get two Sony games... Um, I, I'm surprised that Plague Tale was in there. Um, even though, like you said, you keep seeing, like, look how beautiful this game is. Look how amazing this game is. Um, so if anything, it's telling me that, wow, I got to get on playing the first one and, and getting around to this one. Yeah, um, I wonder if you need to play the first one to play the second one, because, like, if I have to do that, then I know I'll never play Requiem. <laughs> I think the story is a continuation. Is it? So maybe I'll just find like a speedrun or something. So the more I look at this, the more I'm getting really, really frustrated with the game awards. Yep. So let's let's think back a year ago. What was the conversation as like a snub for game of the year? Um oh god, I can't even remember. Forza Horizon 5. Yes. Yes. Because, because it... it came out too close. This, yes, this was the other thing I was going to bring up. Yep, keep going. So it came out too close to the to the deadline, apparently, mm-hmm. in air quotes. 
When did God of War Ragnarok come out? God of War Ragnarok came out a week ago. Literally like on the dot. I, I believe it came out the, either the 9th or the 10th of November. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the nominees 2005 came out in October. Like the end, like October 31st or something of 2021. Check in, check in. Yeah, honestly, fact check me on this because I want to know because this is, I, I want to figure out if my anger is warranted or not. Release date was November 9th. I, I, and let me just check God of War Ragnarok real quick. was also November 9th. That's crazy. They released a year apart from each other. One to get into the to start getting into the next thing we want to talk about has 10 nominations and one of which is for game of the year this year, while Forza Horizon had uh innovation and accessibility nominee last year if I remember correctly. I think mm-hmm. it had best um audio, audio. design and uh best was it nominated for best sim slash strategy or racing games in I there think, is there a separate one for well, there's, there's a sports slash racing which i think it did win sports slash racing Why am I, oh yeah, yeah yeah it's right next to best sim slash strategy okay yeah, yeah yeah that one makes more sense uh yeah interesting and like whatever the past is the past but is this the standard now? Like what? I'm confused. Where? What is what is the standard for the Game Awards? Do they change it because of the backlash, Forza? Because like <laughs> it is horseshit. Because no one's talking about Forza. Like Forza is technically eligible for Game of the Year this year. Well, is, even though it was most people's it? votes, left, it wasn't eligible last year. So I imagine it's eligible for this year. But it was eligible I mean, look, for other awards. So I'm almost thinking that like. I don't know. I I don't know like what the right answer is, but I think yeah. no, I don't think anybody does. And and so this is the other thing I kind of want to get into. I think like they need to come up with like a definitive cutoff. Like if nominees are going to be announced November tenth or whatever, the game should have to be out like prior to prior to October, and then so the game award should always be like October to december or october basically to october uh right uh, or uh october start of october to end of september um should basically be what's nominated for like the current year um so like ragnarok should technically be next year because i'm thinking about this like so think about a game like the callisto protocol right that's coming out in december early december um that game could be like really amazing and it'll be forgotten about by the time we get around to yeah uh the game awards next year because it's releasing so close to this year's game awards and it's like getting it's like not releasing next year and so it's just like oh yeah so it didn't come out and so it's like not a thing it'll it'll get nominated for i don't know is their best horror um you know, it might get nominated for that, but like, yeah, the 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 nominate the nomination thing is, is is weird at best. Yeah, it's it's just not. There's no structure. I and, almost wish they would do this like 
I, I wish I could say quarterly, but I think that'd be overkill. I wish they could do this like biannually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it also just to me feels like, like, com- like just real quick, compare God of War to Forza, right? Like, God of War is a a big like narrative game and like a uh, you know graphic spectacle of a beloved franchise from a studio that you know constantly puts out bangers mm-hmm. and then surface level Forza is racing game and like if you want to just like look at it like that like okay yeah one is gonna clearly be uh viewed as a game of the year but we talked about it you know to death like forza like pushed the boundaries of like visuals and and like play style and and the actual like way the game played and everything and and did all these great things for accessibility and so why why couldn't it be nominated for game of the year if if stray can be nominated for game of the year that tells me everything you need to know of course a racing game could be nominated for game of the year but it's not like it's i mean it's still like an open world adventure game right um i don't i don't know that i could see like a forza motorsport or like a gran turismo you know winning game of the year but this is like at its at, at its base level an adventure game and i i still think that i mean it is it is still my benchmark for this generation whenever i play a new game it's it's like okay how does this look compared mm-hmm. to forza horizon how does this like feel like play as compared to forza horizon like i i have not played a game in the past year that has beat that benchmark right and that's just my personal one um you know for some people it might be god of war it might be elden ring yeah and and real quick uh i think alana pierce said it best like if your if your favorite game didn't get nominated for game of the year like it doesn't discredit like you liking the game and you don't need to like necessarily put down other games to boost your own game but with talking about forza and god of war i think it's fair to point out the hypocrisy here which there's definitely some mm-hmm. um because again it's not to say with everything that I'm hearing about God of War, it seems like it deserves it. Um, but yeah. Uh, we all have like our personal tastes and stuff like that. You know, I, I said that it's surprising that Horizon and, and A Plague Tale to me are, are on here when there's some other games that I think are kind of being like just completely forgotten about. But I also love Pokemon and, you know, maybe most people under the age of 30 or maybe most people over the age of 30 don't give a flying fuck about pocket monsters. So, you know, it, it award shows are always going to be kind of funky. And I think what made the game awards so great to start was that it truly felt like there was like a lot of representation from around the industry, but now it's quickly falling into just the same games are all nominated for the same things which is the point that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Benji Sales tweeted, 
you know, the most nominated games. And to just run down the list real quick, God of War, like I said, has been nominated for 10 awards. There are 31 categories, okay? There are 31 categories. And some of those categories, like, it obviously can't be nominated for, like, best esports game. It can't be nominated for best esports athlete, though Kratos maybe could make a, a case. Uh, can't be like nominated for any of the esports ones. So that's like five. Can't be nominated for content creator of the year. So like the number that it can be nominated for that are like basically like just games, it seems like it's been nominated for. Anything that God of War can like bleed into even just a little bit, it was probably nominated for. That's nuts. Like how, how again, how does a game get nominated for game of the year and then not basically clean up at most other things? Um, especially when you have like it's you can separate like individual things and like something can be the best at at like five of six things but not be the best of the best Mm -hmm. that is totally possible but i don't know in voting like this it kind of just seems like people are just going to vote the easy way right right crazy to think that anyway um, I think that's fair. Elden Ring has seven nominees. Horizon has seven nominees. Stray has six, which I'm super excited about. I think that's nuts. Um, just want to remind everybody that's not a seventy dollars game. That's not a seventy dollars game. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem has five, so that's your game of the year. That's five of your uh, six game of the year nominees. Xenoblade has three, so every single game of the year nominee has at least three or more nominations. Uh, but also caught a cod of war <laughs> yeah you got it <laughs> uh cod modern warfare 2 has has three immortality has three neon white seafood tunic all of them have three nominations um so again you just kind of see it's just like everybody just kind of gets nominated for for all the same stuff and you're and you're stuck looking at the same you know one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven games um it just gets kind of silly and you kind of question what the point of it is. Right. Um, some other stuff that came out. Um, again, obviously people have their own takes on like what who they thought should be nominated for Game of the Year or nominated for certain things. But one that was very interesting that I've been seeing going around um, that you had shared with me from Maximilian on Twitter. Uh, Sifu was nominated for the best fighting game. Uh might be a hot take but it's not a fantastic game deserving a possibly best action game but it didn't even have a versus mode the argument of what makes a fighting game has been going on since the 90s but at least all of them are two player and i think that is very interesting i saw some other people share that sentiment of like what are we doing here um because it just seems like oh in sifu you fight and so therefore it is a fighting game Mm -hmm. but I agree. It's not like Mortal Kombat is a fighting game. Uh, Street Fighter is a fighting game. Sifu, yeah, a- action game probably s- seems like a-, a a better description for it. But it seems like it- it, again, it just seems like a very surface level look at it. It's like sports is a racing game, can't be game of the year. Sifu. What do you do in the game? You fight. It is a fighting game. It's like, well, is it? I'm 
I'm so conflicted because, yeah, like my my immediate response is like the Tekkens, the Mortal Kombat's, the Soul Calibers, like those are those are fighting games. But I I, I know Tekken does. I'm pretty sure like Soul Calibers, Soul Cal or not Soul Caliber. I'm sorry, they might too. But uh, Mortal Kombat has like a game mode where it's kind of like, I mean, it's not exactly free roam, but it's not like you're fighting one person. Like you're kind of going through a level and fighting multiple people. Yeah. Like a story type. Yeah. Yeah. Which like is kind of inherently Sifu. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say. Um, I believe seafood deserves to be recognized. Definitely. But. But is is maybe. is a nomination for best fighting the best way to recognize the game? Or are you kind of missing know. the point of of other fighting games and and what Sifu is actually going for? I mean, how many? Because like I mean, it's look at the it's game. it's in best action adventure like it's it's nominated for best action adventure mm-hmm. game, and so it's just like again you get into like this weird thing of like okay is <laughs> let me look at all the categories again um you've got uh you have best action game you have best action slash adventure game uh you have best role playing game and you have best fighting best family like if you have it takes two which you could say is like a family type game but mm-hmm. there's a level there's like a 50 percent of the game is like you fighting in a uh like uh mma like ring yeah uh and you create your your character and like you soul like you solely uh focus on like that one character and upgrading them and stuff like that uh, and there's obviously like explosions like Michael Bay level and a uh, decent bit of free roam. Is that is that eligible for all five of these games? <laughs> like. But I it's think not like Sifu is, is. is Pieced like. It's not like you're only fighting for 50 percent of the game. No, 100 percent of the game. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, at what point do you kind of draw this line where it's like are, you're an action game? And you're an action adventure game, mm-hmm. like I'm. Hang on, I'm looking. Oh, sorry. Sifu's in best action, like God of War and Horizon or action adventure. It's like, so is it because there's open world movement to these types of games that they aren't just solely action? Isn't Sifu taking you on an adventure? I mean, is it the puzzle aspect? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That that that's a good point. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't here's, know here's what, what the the right or the wrong is necessarily, but I do think it's a I'm, fair question to raise. Um. I'm I'm going to have a hot take. I think it should be included. You think it should be best fighting? Yeah, because look at the nominees. There's a whole bunch of who fucking cares. <laughs> Like, what is DNF Duel? Never heard of her. I guess there's a very <laughs> there's a very big cult following for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Multiverses okay. really blew up too. So Multiverses blew up, but is it still big? I feel like I haven't heard about that in a month. I feel like that yeah, was just kind of Shaggy's like a... in it. Yeah, and LeBron. Okay, that that makes a fighting. Is it a basketball game? I don't know. Shut up and is dribble. It a mystery game? Who knows? <laughs> so I I I'm that that's gonna be my hot take. I think games like Sifu should be included because how I mean this is going to be a category every year. What competition do you have? Okay, so like, and they all seem to come out at the same time. You know, we're going to get a year where a new Mortal Kombat comes out, a new Tekken comes out, a new Soul Calibur comes out, and those are going to be your nominees. And then they're, we're going to go five years without a game, and then like, what are your nominees? And that's just, I don't know, like, I think we should include it. I think it's better for the category, and not just for like awards, but for video games in general, if we include it. It's, it's just a different um, style of fighting game. I mean, should we have a category for best shooter and best third-person shooter? I don't know. Maybe. Should we have a category for best basketball game? Best basketball <laughs> no, that, no, definitely don't need that. <laughs> um, Those aren't great examples, but that's just kind of... I, I, I don't so that, That's what I think. What about like... What about like WWE? I guess I would consider that a fighting game because like I would consider like a um, like a fight night game as a fighting game as well. Okay. And I think I think if yeah, I think basically where I stand is um, I agree with what Maximilian said, where it's like the narrative or the argument has basically been that like they're all like two player and have like verses and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that's fair. But I would say like, yeah, there is two player and verses to like WWE and, and, and fight night and stuff like that. But like, I would say also a great deal of it. You're probably playing on your own more so than some of these other ones. I could be wrong in that. But basically I think like, yeah, if you're going to include Sifu, then those should also be included as well. And fighting game means a game in which you fight. And like, that's, that's what the nomination, like, that's what the thing is. And so to go back to it, the best fighting category is quote for the best game designed primarily around head to head combat. So it's not best game designed primarily around a plethora of characters to choose from where you play in mm. an arena and fight other characters from that same list. That's not what it says. So to your point, yeah, I think you're right. Sifu does deserve to to have this. Also, when trying to look at fighting games released in 2022, there were not a lot. So they might have been kind of just Sifu might have truly been like a last resort, like let's throw it in there. Um, yeah. And they may have tried to like give it to more games that fit like your typical Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm forgetting one of the other big ones, but yeah, uh, Tekken. But yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation though. And um, surface level, I, I I feel like to me at least, it did feel like a. I just wonder how much we're trying with like coming up with these like nominations and stuff, and that goes back to the list from Benji stating that. Mm -hmm five different games got five or more nominations. 
Um, I just find it truly hard to believe that the year was so bad. And I'm looking at some of these other categories where games pop up and it's just like, oh yeah, this game came out this year and this game was incredible. And this is the only shot it has at getting any recognition and it's against Elden Ring. Right. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it just feels like it's falling into like your typical award show state and just you have and it's probably always been like this um and we're just starting to become like more jaded to it like one one person comes in and cleans up all the awards and that's that but we won't know until december 8th so at least it gets people talking about you know at least the games that have come out in the past two months yeah that's true it's still, it's still, you know, all things aside, an exciting climate. Like, I'm glad they do it. Yeah, and I'm excited. I wish it were better put together, but. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it's done this year. It's going to actually be like, there's like going to be a full in-person aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, last year felt very awkward. Um, we'll see how this year goes. Uh, I just hope there's more Madden Dragons. I just hope there's more. Imagine dragging these nuts across your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, it's on the eighth. So maybe like, depending on the news cycle, the because we normally record obviously before, and so it'll uh, the episode will be out before the game awards actually happen um, that week. So the the eighth is a Thursday. Sorry if I didn't say that. Um, so I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe we'll run through and just quickly like say who we expect to win a category. Um, and and then we can like, we can dry it down and see who scores the best the following week. Sounds good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but yeah, anything else uh, around game awards or, or gaming in general? I do want to say one thing I thought was one more category I thought was funny. Please. Just very quickly. Most anticipated game. <laughs> My least favorite category. I find it hilarious that Resident Evil 4 isn't here. I find it all. I find it hilarious that this is the third year that uh Breath of the Wild 2, but it's the <laughs> but it's the first year that it has a real name. Yeah. Yep. And isn't just the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um. Wait, which game did you say? Uh, Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four is in there. Yes. Oh, you're saying you're surprised that it's in there, or you think it's funny? No, I'm it's saying it's hilarious that it's in there. Yeah. Okay. 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 I thought you were saying that it it wasn't in there. Sorry, I got confused. I got crossed. No. 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 Right. Like, because because it's a remake. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's unwarranted. Like a lot of people are excited about it and it was like a generational game. Also, to be fair, those Resident Evil remakes are pretty legit. Oh yeah. So Oh, it'll be a totally new game. Um how the fuck this site is It's so bad. It's so bad. Don't click the sign in and expect to get back to where you were. 
I would never. Oh my god, I already forgot about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's another game I have to play. Can I not look at the actual like categories from previous years? I was trying to look to see if I was right that it was up for most anticipated. Three times. God, fuck the site. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so I'm, bad. I just I just quit out of it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, that does it for this week. Hope you all enjoyed. Let us know your game uh game awards hot takes um you can follow us on twitter at ggbg podcasts and uh yeah thank you all so much for listening be sure to leave a rating or review and most importantly uh share us around and share us with jeff keely this is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Good Game, Bad Game.